The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Luke chapter number 11, we're continuing our thoughts concerning the pursuit of prayer. First a word of prayer, and then we'll begin reading with Luke 11, verse number 1. Father, we thank you for the time now to come and for the privilege of prayer. I thank you for this time to preach, and I ask for your grace and power and for your touch upon our lives, that you would use us to be a blessing to the saints. And Lord, for that sinner that might tune in today, draw them by your Spirit, reveal their desperate condition of sinfulness before God, and show them their need of the Lord Jesus to save them from their sins, I pray. Thank you for Calvary and Christ's sacrifice there for the sins of the whole world, for his death, his burial, and his glorious resurrection. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Our Bibles are open now to Luke 11, verse number 1. And it came to pass that, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And so we begin our thoughts concerning prayer with the phrase, Lord, teach us to pray. We are calling on God's people to get back to prayer. If you notice the verse we read together, that only one of his disciples spoke up. But what was spoken speaks volumes. First, there is reverence for the Lord. He said, Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord, and he is God. 
He's creator and sustainer and savior and sovereign. He is ruler. He is redeemer. He is master and he is king. Do we reverence him in his person and in his position? Yes, he is Lord. Second, there is a recognition before the Lord. He goes on to say, Lord, teach us to pray. He recognized his own inabilities. In these five words, there is a declaration of one's dependence upon the teaching and the truth of the Master. And I would say, brethren, that all of us who are born again and who have experienced the grace of God and have come to know the place of prayer, we readily and heartily admit that we are nothing apart from Christ, and we can do nothing without His help. Yes, we clearly discern our need of God, and we desperately desire His working in our lives. He is divine. We are but human. He is God. We are but sinners saved by His grace. He is Lord, and we are His ministers and members of His body. He is our head, and we are His church. Yes, we need His divine instruction, especially where prayer is concerned, and in all other things, of course. So, brethren, take your place at His feet, where Mary was willing to stay and hear the word of the Lord. Go through this passage with me, and I do not preach as your superior. I preach as your peer and as your equal as a student in the schoolhouse of Christ on the subject of prayer. I take my place beside you now, yet I do take my assignment from God, and I'm calling on you as the people of God to check and see. Do you not hear God's voice calling you to prayer? I believe it is time for us to seek the Lord. Yea, it is past time for us to seek the Lord. We need someone to get a hold of God, to intercede in the behalf of our nation, to intercede for the churches within America. Yes, brethren, we must be a people of prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, bear out this truth very clearly. Now, three thoughts in the passage, Luke 11, verses 1 through 13. I take my place, if you will, in a chair beside you, and let us all listen, and let us all learn, as we hear Jesus Christ teach us how to pray. Three thoughts. First, our Lord's inspiration for prayer. Verse number one. And then our Lord's instruction for prayer. Verses two through four. And finally, our Lord's illustration for prayer. Verses five through thirteen. First, I say this. If we need something to motivate us or inspire us to prayer, if we need something to wake us up to the reality of the times, 
to the lateness of the hour, to the fact that it is time to seek the Lord, then we have this motivation. We have this inspiration in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Yes, I look at my country. I look at my county. I look at my community, at my city, at my church, at my children, and I say, oh, how I need to pray. But what should truly be my inspiration for prayer? I believe it should be Christ himself. The disciples, it came to pass in a certain place where Jesus was praying that when he stopped, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. This means that it was the sight of seeing him pray and of hearing him pray and of feeling him in prayer as he yearned and groaned before God and prayed fervently and prayed faithfully and prayed mightily. There was something about the Lord Jesus and his habit. There was something about the Lord Jesus and his heart that caused this one to speak up in the pursuit of prayer and say, oh, if I could pray as he prayed. Oh, if I could speak in prayer before God as Jesus speaks in prayer before God. So the Lord Jesus and his habit, verse 1, the Bible says, and it came to pass. Our Lord was a man of prayer in the course of his day, in the course of his ministry, in the course of his entire life. He took time to stop and to pray. All through the book of Luke, we catch glimpses from Luke's pen of our Lord's prayer life, from the river where he was baptized to the tree where he was crucified. Jesus Christ pours at his heart in prayer before the Father. Consider Luke three twenty-one. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. Luke 6 and verse 12 And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Luke 9, verse 18. And it came to pass as he was alone praying. Luke 9, verse 28. And it came to pass about an eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to pray. Luke 22, 41. There in the garden of Gethsemane, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed. And then upon the tree of Calvary, Luke twenty-three thirty-four. then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Lord Jesus was a man of prayer. His ministry began in prayer. It was bathed in prayer. And then the reason he came, For the very hour of the cross, it was crowned with prayer. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Lord Jesus and his habit, he was a man of prayer. But then the Lord Jesus and his heart, he was praying in a certain place. And when he stopped, when he ceased, One of his disciples said, Lord, 
teach us to pray. I'm not sure what it was, but there was something about the man Christ Jesus when he was at prayer. His heart shone through, and it inspired others to kneel, to pray, to call upon the Father. The disciples observed their master, and they thought within themselves, Oh, how he lives! Oh, how he loves! Oh, how he prays! They wanted to pray as he prayed. They wanted to be as he was. Thus, to be with him and to observe him in prayer caused one of his disciples to say, Lord, teach us to pray. I believe we should find this request falling from our own lips, streaming forth from our own hearts, to have been with Jesus in those moments when he was praying would have been the closest thing there has ever been to heaven on earth. And I say that time spent alone with God in his word and in prayer today is the closest thing to heaven upon earth this side of eternity. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.